Look, we could talk forever here about which female lead and, and woman is like awesome right now on television. We and we hope that there is going to be a lot more roles like there are going to be a lot more roles like this on television yeah. and. Uh, like you said, like Furiosa on TV. I mean, there were so many cosplay on, on, on Mad Max. There were so many cosplays at Kamikaze. Yeah, because she's Furiosa. a compelling character. This is Scott Derrickson, and you're listening to Something Strange and Marvelous on Total Podcast. This is the Total Podcast. Turn on the light with your hosts, Ronald Sook, Marlon Reynoso, and Andy Moran. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Well, hello, everybody. This is the Total Podcast where we say be the hero and not the villain. <laughs> what was that? Was that a villain? Yeah, it was. That was an attempt at like, an evil voice. It sounded like you were just coughing something up. <laughs> um, <laughs> at the Total Podcast, we turn on the light of our faith onto pop culture I am Marlon, and I have here with me... Ronald. Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Why Why can we never get that? I was trying to come up with something, and despite (laughs) the fact I had hours to think of something just two seconds right before, Uh, I bailed on it. I just said my name. um, This is episode 311. Did I already say that? I to myself. 311. This episode (laughs) of the podcast, we are going to be doing topical subjects uh, instead of our normal segments. And uh, these are just some things that have come up in the pop culture sphere, and we're going to address these topics, and we're going to talk about them. So uh, let's talk about the first subject. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Turn on the light. Okay, so on Netflix, Aziz Ansari, um, one, of, one of the best comics out right now. A lot of people know him from Parks and Rec. That's where I got familiar with him. Especially with that awesome grin that he has. Human Giant. That's where I got him way back when on MTV. Uh, and he has a, his own show right now, Master of None. He's addressing a lot of his assimilation into the American culture, him as a, an Asian American. Yeah. Right? And Ronald, you actually were able to watch uh, a few episodes of the show. So tell us more, more about this. Um, so this, show's, this show features a lot of Asian American, Asian American characters portrayed by Asian American actors. And it's important because while we have seen a rise of Asians portrayed in American film, most of them were played by foreign actors uh, like Jay Chu uh, from China, who played um, the Green Hornet's partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. um, you know, you have uh, Lee Byung Hun, who played uh, the G.I. Joe Ninja. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but they're great actors. But, and it's gl- I'm glad that we're seeing more Asian characters in Hollywood films. But they're not Americans, mm. you know? Yeah, they, they these are like pop stars or big actors from China yeah. or Hong Kong or right. something like that. And, and then they put them in the role because that gives the movie appeal overseas. overseas which yeah. totally makes business sense. Which is why I love what Aziz is doing with his show, where he's playing a character who's born in 83. He's got a best friend who's, uh, who's, who's uh, I think, Taiwanese, born in 82. So when I saw this, I, I, I thought this is strangely affirming my own existence as a human being. Right. So, yeah, like that's the show. And my question is, uh, is this important to you to see this kind of portrayal? Yes. Andy? Mm, I know okay. I, I'm probably I'm probably no, I'm probably counter the, the, the thing, but I'm, I'm going to say no. It, it's it's not as important to me as, as, as people would think. To see if I, if I were to see Hispanics, so you didn't role. think it was a big deal when George Lopez got his own sitcom? 
Uh, I thought it was great because I like George Lopez, the comedian. Mm-hmm. I thought he was funny, and I thought it was really cool to see. Okay. No, 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 no. Like, I, I, I remember seeing this stuff. I thought his, his material was hilarious because I, I related to it. A lot of it was like he was telling, oh, drunken stories of their family. And I was like, oh, my gosh, my aunts did that when they were drunk, too. You know, and, and so I related to some of it, but it never really, I never found it necessary or super important to think, oh, we need more Hispanics on TV so the story can be told or something like that. It, it, uh-huh. it just, it, it never came up to me as a priority. I was happy to see it, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like, if only, if only we had more of us. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. Um, I mean, for me, uh, Aziz Ansari's show was so empowering because it may it, it. I really appreciated him showing me what Indian Indian Americans' lives might be like. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he created more empathy within me. Is this because of your Indian background? <laughs> no, I have an Indian friend, and uh, he's no, like, so that's where this comes from. Yeah. Yeah, like. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I, like th- there are things in the show that made me go, you know, it never even occurred to me, like, you know, wh- whatever, right? Um, so... Has, wait, has your Indian friend, like, emoted this, these kinds of emotions and stuff like that? No, from, not, from- not at all, actually. Like, we hardly ever talk about our own kind of uh, ethnic culture at all. We, we, we're just really? friends. Um, but then, although we do occasionally joke and be like, hey, we're Harold and Kumar... <laughs> um, but um, you know, honestly, other hilarious. than that, like there's there's no real cultural exchange there. So after, well, yeah, because yeah. both you guys, I mean, we're you just guys, Americans. You're both Americans. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. The, that's the. But what the I'm wondering part. is like, does he? You say there's no cultural exchange, but like, does he see? Do you see these same traits in him that you see in the Aziz Ansari show? That's what I'm wondering. Um, because I'm wondering why it's yeah. relatable. Why? Why do you see that? Why? Why you relate your friend to the show, or like why this is? Why you relate to the show so much because of the Indian American thing? Um, I think I related to the show a lot because, like, for specifically, uh, there's a scene where um, Aziz comes home and then his dad's like, "Hey, help me out with this iPad thing," and he's like, oh, "I'm busy. I gotta go have lunch with my friend." Right? Uh-huh. And then, it, it, and then the dad's just like reminiscing how he came from India to this country, gave birth to his son, raised him to be whatever, right? And then the dad's just like... Like okay. all the struggles of raising right, this right. kid. And then, and then he's just like, okay, son, next time. And then it cuts to his Taiwanese friend, same thing. Like, hey, son, can you help me with this iPhone thing, whatever? Son's like, no, it's okay. I'm going to go, I, I, I go out to have lunch with my friends. Same thing with the Taiwanese dad, you know? <laughs> so they're literally, like, breaking their backs, fighting for their lives against yes. this nation. It gave birth to you in this damn country. In this damn country, like, fighting, like, you know, uh, racism and, right. like, and discrimination. Like and it's communism. Like, and, and we can't even help our parents, exactly. like, with their cell phone. <laughs> exactly. I, and, like, I, I'm in that boat, too, And me, too. Way. And yeah. I totally yeah. related. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. And I have no idea what my parents went through. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. W- and I never even bothered to really find out or whatever. Yeah. You know, so, you know, that's that's kind of. Um, so now when you when you see like when you see characters kind of showing, I get when you see your story. Yeah. On there, because what he is, he is a 30 something young guy, not married, single. Right. Kind of living on the show. He's like a struggling actor, right? Yeah. Yeah. When you see your story up on screen. You said it empowers you. How does it empower you? It, 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 As opposed to like me, like I said, I, I, yeah. I, I enjoy seeing it on right. screen, but it doesn't give me any kind of empowerment because that's not my life. Yeah. Like for you know, me, that, like... That, that's where I come from. I'm, I'm for, like, yeah. for me, it, 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 
it's a mainstream show. Sure, it's not on network television. It's a mainstream show that's acknowledging that I exist in this country. Right. As mm-hmm. an as an American of Asian descent. Right. Whose parents are immigrants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As, a, as opposed to Hollywood standard thing, they, they shy right. away from this. Like, uh, remember a while ago where we were talking about that show Fresh Off the Boat? Yep. Yeah. And I remember reading an article where the, where the guy who the show is based off of... Mm-hmm. Eddie Wong. Yeah, he was fighting tooth and nail to make sure it didn't come off too whitewashed. Yeah. Yeah. But his his friend, the producer, was like, dude, it just has to get on TV. Yeah. Right, network that, TV. That's the yeah. point. The point is that it gets yeah. on TV, yeah. not that it's super realistic and that, you know... Yeah, yeah. And Aziz Ansari kind of accomplished this by going to Netflix. Netflix now is a great place for... And they can do whatever they want. They really can. Yeah. 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 So, like, I I was thinking about Fresh Off the Boat, too. And uh, my question to you, Ronald, is, like, do you relate more to the Master of None show or do you relate more to Fresh Off the Boat? Why? And now? Uh, Master of None because the guy's 32 and he's single and the dating world has drastically changed. (laughs) Um, So I can... uh, I can relate with that. Uh, with Fresh Have the Boat, I love that show. I love the jokes. It's so funny. It's great to see Asian-American actors uh, having acting, meaty acting roles and a career that they can stay in for a long time. But l- I, can, I can identify with it less because I don't see a whole lot of culture clash between the, the children and the parents. The only clash I see are generation, really? the generational clashes. Like... Like, all the antics that they, the kids get into, they get into it because they're kids. Yeah, yeah. Because they're middle schoolers and elementary school. It's not like, Mom and Dad, you don't understand me. Oh, wow. They don't show that That's kind of the whole you, you must have fell off early because I see a lot of that, oh. like, even currently. Really? Yeah, because yeah. the whole point is that the oldest son is, like, he is super, he is embracing America with both arms. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's, like, he's constantly wearing... Uh, NWA, like he's constantly wearing hip hop shirts and yeah. sure, but basketball like, jerseys. That's just in the that that's the parents treat it as oh, that's just his middle school thing. Right, right, right. Uh, okay, I see what you're saying. Kids are gonna listen to rap music. No, well, in the last episode, they actually like he wanted to have a sleepover at his friend who happened to be Caucasian or white or and Wait, uh, which is he? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> well, 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 Eddie, you know, he wanted to go over there, and you know, the parents didn't want to let him sleep over. And he says, like, I'm, all, I'm the only one who isn't allowed to sleep over. And mm-hmm. I'm growing up in an Asian household. I was the only kid who wasn't, who wasn't allowed to sleep over. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even allowed to have sleepovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and when he went over there, when they finally did let him sleep over, like, he saw the cultural differences of how the kids treat their parents and how the parents treat their kids and mm-hmm. what they had for dinner and everything like that. And it was a huge cultural, like, shift or paradigm shift for him to, to observe. Mm-hmm. And... I think that stuff really does still happen yeah. uh, with kids today. Yeah. Um, not as much because of the internet. Right. But uh, I think it, it's important to highlight that there are, all cult- are cultural differences, not only generationally, but culturally. So I can relate to Fresh Off the Boat be- uh, be- because that stuff yeah. did happen to me. Yeah. Nice. And now, and, and now Master of None relates to you because it is catching you where you're at right now. Exactly. That Fresh Off the Boat relates to you where you were at. Yes. When you were Master a, of None relates a, a to you where you were person, at. A kid. And yeah. Daredevil relates to me because I had time at Wait, you guys, you guys you're not supposed to tell everyone, dude. dude you're not Iron Man. What's the point of what's the point of being a superhero if I can't get, you know, Speaking of being a superhero. So um you know, I, I think our audience can be the hero and not the villain by you know, engaging with these shows and watching these shows because it, 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 I, I, number one, the more you watch these shows, the more Hollywood is prone to make these. Mm-hmm. And the more you watch these shows, your eyes will be opened. Like your, 
you you would you would run into your own ignorance that you didn't even know you were ignorant about. Yeah. Um, and you know you would have more you would have more empathy towards uh, people that you may not be familiar with. Turn on the light. All right, so another Netflix original series. Man, they're just killing it with these original series. They this are. Is, uh, Siri-I. Now, this show, um, and Andy, stop me if I'm wrong at any point. What's but the show at, again? at this point, I'm going to talk as much as I can about the synopsis of Jessica Jones. Now, she's related to Indiana. Uh, <laughs> she is an explorer. She's an archaeology student uh, um, from the trained. University of Riverside because okay. they're she, a big research company. She trained under uh, Laura Croft. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, she. That's just crazy talk. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and so, stop right there. Indiana Jones. None of this is was true. Her surrogate uncle. Nope, just a common American name. After because the, after he found the crystal skull with the aliens. He nope. Is she related to Orlando Jones? No, no, that, no. They're to- different race. Uh, Completely different race. Uh, okay, so no, tell us about, tell us about Jessica Jones and why 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 do you why are we talking about this okay, today? Because so right I saw on, the trailer. Yeah, the trailers. There's been a couple trailers that they've been releasing really well lately. Um, I know like, it's a Marvel show. Yeah, it is a Marvel show, and it's in the same vein as Daredevil. One of the trailers said, "Yeah, like from the home of Daredevil." Yeah, yeah. Except, yeah. not only the home, the same. So this is a Netflix same, original. Yeah, the same, the same neighborhood as Daredevil, actually. Like, we're, like the same universe, like geography, or yeah, like New York Hills Kitchen they're, area. They're in oh. New York. Okay. Yeah, they're in New York. So this is a character named Jessica Jones. Uh, she has kind of a her character has a kind of an interesting history in the Marvel universe. She her, her character kind of t- touches on a bunch of other characters. Her dad worked for Tony Stark. She had a crush on Spider Man. What? what? Yeah, like her, her character going way back to the sixties is like a very like. How come we've never heard of her? Because she she's usually in the, she's usually been in the background. So Why, her, just because she's a woman. No, because she just hasn't been that interesting. So is she like just in a different a woman? Is she in like a different universe or in a different like line of like comics or something like that? Like, uh, originally no, but what happened is that. Somewhere in the 80s and 90s, they kind of started to give her her own, her own um, identity, kind of her own thing. So she gets uh, she gets exposed to chemicals in one way or another because, you know, chemicals are just flying all over the place in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> <laughs> They're just everywhere. Isn't that what happened to Daredevil? It, yeah. You know, those. it might even be the same chemicals. I don't know. <laughs> someone someone <laughs> needs to be a superhero where they contain chemicals. Yeah. I, I am the hazmat. I'm hazmat. <laughs> I am hazman. <laughs> I just came up with a new character. Nobody steal that. Okay, yeah. so uh, so she develops powers. Her her powers are she has flight, uh, super strength, uh, not Captain America strength, but it's pretty. She's pretty powerful. The other one is that she has like super tough, not impenetrable, but super tough skin. Why not impenetrable? I don't know. Talk is to it because chemi- she's a woman. Talk no. to the chemicals about it. Um, and so, uh, so she developed these powers, and at one point, she's her own character. So her name's Jewel, and she goes out and fights crime, and she flies, and she does the whole Marvel thing. But then, you know, and, and I think this might, might relate kind of to what you were asking, they, she then becomes a, a character in, in a line of comics from the Max series. M-A-X, Max series? M-A-X, yeah. Now, this is a set of comics that was designed and, I guess you could say promoted to be older comics. You had to be over 18 to buy them and you had to, they were in the back of the comic shop. These were not Marvel's mainstream stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's much more adult. You saw Daredevil, you saw Punisher there, even, um, 
Wolverine had some had some comics there. So it was very it was very much a darker tone. This is like for a more of a mature audience. Much much more mature audience. And that's the Jessica Jones they're bringing to the show. The goth kids. The kind of, yeah. <laughs> Now, Daredevil was dark. I love. We, we even had a conversation about how much we love Daredevil, but it was a very different feel from the Marvel Cinematic Universe and even, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. You know, w- what's coming up with Jessica Jones, have you guys, and you, have you guys seen the trailer? Yeah, I saw oh, the trailer. Yeah. What did you think of the trailers? It's amazing. Uh, continue. Amazing. I, I, I love the concept of it. I didn't know she was, like, a legit superhero. Mm-hmm. Just the concept of she seemed to be really strong, mysterious, and the concept that there's, like, an evil villain, like, trying to control her or something, that's a very compelling concept. Yeah, I, I think, you know, just based on how the trailer looks, I don't know much about her other than the trailers and, and bios that have been leaked. Mm-hmm. I, I can't shake the image of my head that she's the bee from Apartment 23. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten that more than once from people. Actually. Like, You're like, not the first person to say that. Like, and it would be great if the apartment that she lives in is number 23, <laughs> like, in the, in the <laughs> show. Shit, um, the, the thing is that it's, I'm already going to see it as, because of the fact that she's dealing with so many issues, like, as a, as a woman, and, like, there's going to be a lot of symbolism of her empowering a lot of people, mm-hmm. despite the fact that she's dealing with a lot of internal struggle and yeah. spiritual struggle. Because from what I see, that this is a, a spiritual show. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, got some, it's got some. It's got some. It's got some mystical in there. Well, there's like a realm. It's like dealing with another realm, Are you right? Serious? I had no idea. Mm. It's like there's like a supernatural kind of thing, what? right? There is some supernatural to it. Yeah, it it, it, it involves itself with with the supernatural wow. area. It, it, you know, and I, I picked that up based on the trailer. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. How? Because Doctor Str- Doctor Strange exists in this universe, so eventually no they're trying to introduce. The mystical into the so, Marvel universe. So wait, so uh, I think Shield is doing it right now too. I didn't get any of that from the trailer though. I did. Well, it depends. Oh. It depends. There's a couple of trailers floating around now. Some of them kind of show her more as her backstory, where uh-huh. she's very damaged. Right. Uh, and that. And, and oh, let me explain a little bit more before I get there, because the deal with her character when she moved over to the Max series of comics, it got super dark and it got super intense. What happened? There's a character named Mister Purple. Or um, Mr. Purple or the Purple Man? I'm trying to remember. Mr. P- the Purple Man, right? Yeah. Our fact checker just kicked me down with that. Purple Man. Uh, <laughs> Thank also you, known Josh. As, also known as Kilgrave. And this guy has a power that we're not, it's not mutant. It's not superpower. I think it's mystical. Where uh, he doesn't, he, do, he can make you do stuff. Uh, he doesn't make you, he doesn't control your mind and make you, like, say, kill somebody. He makes you want to kill somebody. He controls your will. Whoa. Which is a much darker thing. And at one point, he got Jewel, the superhero Jewel, and, like, like essentially, like, mind raped her. Like, mind assaulted her. So at a point where he controlled her, he made her do things. He made her do violent things. He made her do, you know, you know just really bad, messed up stuff. To the point where the character we're catching up with in the show is this girl who's dealing with this... She's already at that moment. She's already at that... She's already past that moment. She's, she's like, almost post-traumatic stress. She's, a, she, she, she's dealing with the trauma that she'd been through dealing with this guy. Despite her powers and despite her, her, uh, her so, abilities. So, they, so this show is, is really delving into a, a character who's pretty damaged. So how, how is this going to be turned into a hero... How is this going to be turned into a hero? Like, at what point is she a hero now? now I, I, well, that's she, a dangerous question because I don't want this show to be spoiled for me if they're going to base it on the comic books. Well, no, no, no. That, that, that's the line. That it's kind of the, 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 the starting point they're going with. 
Um, so she is a hero. The thing is, she's no longer going out and saving the day wearing a costume. No. She's, she's gone past that. She's pretty damaged, like I she's said. She's kind of remained low-key. Now she's low-key. Dressing she's a, like she works at the Gap. Kind yeah, of she's thing. a private eye. She yeah. only does stuff for money now. Yeah. Uh, she's trying to deal with what happened to her. Yeah. And she's got to kind of get... And again, this is the same universe as Daredevil. They actually confirmed that Daredevil's a character. Um, and, you know, she's uh, dealing with Kilgrave again in the show, which is looking to be really interesting. As a fan of comics, I am super psyched to watch this, though. Yeah. It sounds like a great story. Sounds like an amazing character. I hope they write it really well, like they did with um like they did with Daredevil's character. But I mean, is this dark you know, considering it's Marvel, do you feel Marvel's done the work to delineate between its super dark Netflix world and its kind of happier MCU? No, I don't think so. Um because it's all branded as Marvel. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, for me, I mean, I kind of get it. Like, Netflix is known for uh, having premiering and producing original shows that are adult material because the first thing they came out of the gate with with their original programming was House of Cards. Yeah. And every show, original show since has been this very adult content, R-rated stuff. Um, but I don't with Marvel, no, I don't think they've really done an effort to say... Hey, this is different from what you're seeing in the movie theater, you know. Yeah, like, especially especially considering that it all exists in the same universe. Yeah, you know, Mar- Jessica Jones and Daredevil exist in the same universe as Captain America and Thor. Yeah, they they all technically do exist in the same universe because you know we know in Daredevil they talk about the inc- the, the, the New York the New York, New York incident, incident yeah. which Avengers was, two right? Avengers one oh one yeah and the big scene that happened in New York and uh, so you're right they all technically do and if Jessica Jones is gonna exist where Daredevil does and then so will Luke Cage yeah and maybe Doctor Strange yeah so Iron Fist, Iron Fist. and yeah. Spider Man too yeah so. I don't think that they are doing a, or have said, you know, this is for mature, mature audiences only because even when Daredevil came out, I remember I was telling a, a family about it. They had a young son. He's probably about six or seven years old. And I was telling the dad about it and the son was around and I was like, yeah, Daredevil is going to be crazy. You know, they're doing Netflix is doing their own original series and he had never heard about it. And he looks at his son. And he's like, you hear that? And he's like, man, we got to watch that, huh? <laughs> and in my head, I was just in my head. I don't know why I didn't say it a lot, but in my head, I was just like, no, <laughs> going to scar your child. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't Thor. This is an Iron Man. This yeah, is not exactly. Captain America. Well, it is rated uh, uh, MA-14. Does Netflix have show that uh, TV? Yeah, rating? They, they show the yeah, rating. They show, yeah, yeah, they show yeah. the rating. But I mean, that's a problem. With this kid was not 14. I yeah. mean, he should not be watching that s- scene where Wesley gets destroyed by, yeah, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. You know, and, and, and it's and again, as a comic book fan, as a grown-up, I think these are amazing series. I think they are, they are true to the comic, and I think these are amazing characters that need to get their exposure. But at the same time, I really do believe that people need to be aware of what it is they're taking in. You're going you're gonna to step in. If you step into Jessica Jones thinking she's going to be some kind of Super. If you step into Jessica Jones thinking she's gonna be Supergirl from the TV show, you're gonna be very, very, very mistaken. Well, at least for Jessica Jones, the trailers made it really clear that it's a super dark subject matter. It yeah. is, yeah, yeah. So I think the trailers have done a good job of showing what the show is, but I think Marvel needs to tread carefully when it comes to their cinematic universe because now their cinematic universe has two very diverse poles. Yes, they have a. 
you know, they have their family-friendly summer blockbuster stuff. Yeah. All the way down to their dark, gritty, you know. And, you know, when DC does it, I'm kind of okay with it because it's like... I freaking I, DC kind of lives in the dark. Yeah, it, even their cartoons are like even their cartoons deal with it. But DC is PG thirteen, and it's, see, they're saying there's rumors that Jessica Jones could be rated R stuff. Yeah, with, yeah, with, with nudity and yeah, and, yeah, it is, and and that and that's the thing. Well, DC really does a good job of towing the line at PG thirteen, especially yeah. their animated stuff. Yeah, right? uh, and they're go, they're moving into the rated R world. They might be with with Killing, Killing Joke, Joke yeah. but they, but nobody's shocked that they're doing that because that's DC. Okay. Yeah, Marvel on the other hand has gotten. They have the reputation to be family friendly. Yeah, yeah. So yes. I, I really think Marvel needs to do a little more legwork to um, to kind of show off the, the their own diversity and their own material. So my question is, if Marvel doesn't take the responsibility, let's say they never put any disclaimers or segmentation or or niche like at stuff the beginning, at like, the beginning of like what do they say? Um, parental parental like, advisory. Yeah, like, yeah. So like yeah, so so what are what's the audience supposed to do? So a couple things, you know, for one, uh, <laughs> look at the rating system. The rating system's there for a reason. Yeah. By all means. Um, I know a lot of people, especially coming from a gamer world, you know, you got kids playing games that should not be, they should not be played. Like, oh, Grand Theft Auto 5. Grand Theft Auto 5. You know, the parents should really look at the rating system and be aware of what they're taking in. Yeah. Um, you, could enjoy, you, could, you could enjoy the Marvel Universe without going into Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Yep. Um, and be aware that you're going to deal with, you're going to deal with, you know, these shows aren't just 100% fun and games. Like, you're going to deal with real characters that have been written yep. um, intensely. Yep. And be prepared for what you're going you're gonna to deal with. So yeah, look out for ratings. You know, be aware of what you're taking in because, that, you know, that's just smart for anything, yeah. any mm-hmm. kind of media you're mm-hmm. taking. Yep. And then be ready to take an emotional roller coaster of excitement. Yep. That last part was just for me. I, I saw that on a circus poster. <laughs> A what? <laughs> a circus poster. Circus poster. I just like using the phrase roller coaster. I like using a roller coaster to describe stuff. Like a like a, a, a local circus or like a legit zoo? Oh, no, no. Like Cirque du Soleil. No, eh, no, no, no. I'm talking like fun and excitement, not wonder whimsy. <laughs> you know? But, but yeah, I mean, I am, I'll be the first to say I am super looking forward to whatever Marvel does on, uh, on Netflix because it's coming out great. They got... Talk about Punisher and Iron Fist and Luke oh, Cage. yes. So, you know. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Turn on the light. All right. So it is an amazing time for television right now. Golden age. As we've already talked about, two Netflix shows. I swear this is not a Netflix podcast. <laughs> this is a podcast where we talk positively. Although if they want to sponsor us. We'd be totally okay with that. Absolutely. I'm so tired of bumming off of Andy's account. <laughs> I'm sorry, Netflix, we're not doing that. Oh, wait, no, we do. They allow that, huh? Never mind. They encourage it. They encourage. (laughs) Watch us over broadcast television. Mm -hmm. That's what the message is. Um, So it is an amazing time for television, as I mentioned before, because of the fact, well, not just because of the fact, but in addition to or an enhancement is that there are so many female leads and so many women portrayed on television right now. Um, We even... How to Get Away with Murder. What's oh, her name? Oh, yeah. Uh, Viola Davis. Yeah. Viola Davis. And then um, 
So, so Kerry sorry. Washington's a yeah, Kerry Washington, yeah, too. So sorry, we we were compiling a list of how many female leads there are, female heroines, female fe- female heroines, and it started off with heroines, but then we started getting into the nitty gritty of like yeah, how many female really, leads you mean there like were. Superhero genre, yeah, right. superhero genre. So this was actually inspired. That's like the obvious way to go. This was inspired by the fact that uh, Supergirl right now is just like killing it. That's so good. As far as a, a TV show on CBS and. Uh, if, if there's a, an informal list that I put together, I'll just start saying. So Supergirl, and in, with, even within the show, Supergirl's sister, uh, played by Kyler Lee. Yeah. Uh, all of the all of the females uh, and women on Agents of Shield. Yep. Agent Carter has her own show. Oh, I love her so much. Uh, that sounded creepier than I thought. The ca- <laughs> the cast of Heroes Reborn, the characters on Heroes Reborn, Reborn like half of them are female. Um, the Canaries on Green on Arrow on Arrow, yeah, Black Canary, and then now it's going to be White Canary on uh, Legends of Tomorrow, um, and then Speedy, the new Red Arrow on, on Arrow. Yes, thank you so much for your continuing nerd wisdom and knowledge. <laughs> uh, Felicity Smoke, yeah, um, I had to clarify that from Felicity Josh's girlfriend. Wait, who is Felicity Smoke? She is um, essentially the she. She almost kind of comes off as Oracle on Arrow. She's the the, the tech savvy hacker. Oh yeah, one. You gotta have that one of those. Yeah, and she. she Wait, is she Asian? And no. is she in a wheelchair? No, 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 no. She's not in a wheelchair. So she's not actually Oracle, but she is that. <laughs> oh she's gosh, that hacker. She's that, that computer one. That reminds me, the WB had a show that got canceled real quick. Birds of Prey. Oh yeah, yeah. that lasted a day. What was that so based? Was, was that based off of another superhero? Yeah, it was. It was, it was Batgirl bl- who is in a wheelchair now. They made her Oracle, older, and then Oracle. they made uh, Catwoman with Selena Kyle. She was like older, and then it was mainly it was mainly Black Canary's kind of vehicle. Oh, but God. it did not. It, they didn't. They didn't do it well. Why? Okay. So it Je- just didn't go. So well. so we also talked about Jessica Jones, yes. obviously, and then the women of The Walking Dead. Oh my god, are inspiring so many people right now, and like they're not portrayed in like a typical, like big boobed, like scantily yeah, they're dressed. Not yeah, they're not like hypersexualized. They're wearing like normal clothes that you would buy from like I don't know <laughs> normal clothes that would be left Mary- over in an apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> They go buy them anyway. They're really like rummaging and thrifting through yeah, other people's I mean, closets. Is there anybody that would argue that Carol is not just like the BA of she's the She's Rambo. Like she's how many Rambo. times has she just gone off? Like Urban Ninja. Yeah, yeah. Like, like straight up. Amazing. Like Maggie playing a strong female lead, Michonne playing a strong woman. I mean, like it is just amazing. And also Leslie Nope, uh, <laughs> who is just just killing it in in the government right now, yeah, just, like in just, Washington, smashing <laughs> just representing local, it. local town politics. Okay, so she's running against Hillary, right? <laughs> or supporting? I don't know. Yeah, I can't tell. So uh, okay, so my question is. Um, how do you guys feel? Wait, well, I, I want to ask you a fun question first. Not that this isn't fun, but like, who right now is your strong female lead of choice for hero? Imperator Furiosa. She's not on television. Television, keep us up. Which, don't get me wrong, I love Furiosa. Yeah. Because she's on your phone case, and that's yeah. obvious. <laughs> Why but are we limiting ourselves to uh, television? Because television is it, it's, it's something you have to continue to follow, yeah, and you have to yeah. be have like a loyal fan base. And like Mad Max, where you just watch the movie, and yeah, you can watch it over and over again. But which I do. But television, like they have a continuing storyline. Yeah, um, think about it, Ronald. Uh, for me, it's and I know she's she's coming back in the mid season break. Uh, I love. I just and okay, and I know I've said it many times. I love Agent Carter. 
But I, I mean, because I love Agent Carter, because yeah. <laughs> Do you love Agent Carter or how? Ha- ha- uh, Haley Atwell. Haley Atwell, yeah. Um, little say, bit of both. Actually, I, I love Haley Atwell because she's awesome and she's so pretty. I'm sorry. Oh um, my gosh. But uh, do you Agent, think? Do you think God every night for Haley Atwell? I do sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that got creepier than I thought it would. But I love Agent Carter because she is a character that, from the she she's she's been. Popping up in all these great little cameos in the Marvel Universe. She was, in, she was in Captain America. She came out in Winter Soldier. She was in the first Captain America. She came out in Winter Soldier. She came out in Ant-Man as one of the founding members of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, she, her, on the show, she is just constantly underestimated. Like, constantly thrown aside. And she's working this uphill battle to kind of not only get the respect of people, she can care less if she gets their respect. So she's, like, breaking the gender gap, the work gap... She's breaking all the gaps. gaps. Yeah. She's and the like, thing is, she can care less if she gets her respect. She like wants that. to save the day. Yeah. Her main concern is saving people. Yeah. And she hates the fact that they are marginalizing her just because of that. Yeah. That, and she looks great in a red hat. <laughs> I just love her so much. She wears a fedora better than most guys. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, she's just, she's just such an awesome, strong character, uh, regardless of timeline or even even she's just very well written even if it was a male character right it's just a, a great well-rounded character altogether what about you ronnie i'd have to say from the walking dead now it's a shame that i don't remember her name if you steal my answer i'm gonna kill you <laughs> it is uh rick grimes's new girlfriend jesse jesse are you serious here's why okay. i like her character arc here is this strong... She hasn't done anything. She, no, watch, no, 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 she has, she has. Here is this strong woman... I'm getting the eyes from Felicity right here now. Here is this strong woman, right, who uh, is has been living under the thumb oh, of okay. a drunkard who's beating her. I kind of forgot he, about Pete. And he's the doctor, well-respected in the community. He's the necessary only doctor. Necessary and the only doctor, I forgot right? about Pete. But, but then what happens is once he's out of the picture, Jesse's the first one of the Alexandrians... To understand what the heck is going on, that if we don't fight, we die in this world. Yes. She's the first one with a strong mind to face reality. And sh- and part of her character arc is she's coming out of her shell. She's finding her true self, which is this strong woman who's willing to face reality, take the lead, take charge. And she stabs and kills the crap out of that wolf member who's about to kill her in that kitchen, right? Right. With the freaking pair of scissors. Yeah, yeah. She does. She, she, go, does. she goes crazy on yeah. her. And she really is finding the will to live now that she's, yes, exactly. you know, gone past this, this this stage with this guy. Now she's finding this reason to continue going that she was just kind of uh, dealing with it before. Yeah. By macking with Rick in the garage. Well, would, would you not? No. Okay, then. Well, they had a thing for each other from the beginning, so... <laughs> they did, they did, but then she has to deal with the whole fact that her son's... And her son's being super teenagery right now. Ugh, Both yeah. of them. Okay, well, yeah. yeah. Ugh, hate the How about you, Mar? Who's your, who's your go-to? Uh, that's a good question. I would probably have to say Maggie from... The Walking Dead. Hmm. Because Glenn is dead. No, he's not. No, he's not. Because he's Glenn not. is dead. She's uh, pregnant. She's, and she's what? She's pregnant. I don't know. Well, you called it. Yeah, I did. So, uh, you know, that's the hunch. Yeah. And uh, and she has to be a hero, uh, heroine. And she took in Tara. And uh, I see she's probably had the hardest road. Yeah. Road this whole... She has lost 
everybody. And has continued to be a leader. She has yeah, not lost Glenn. She so. has not lost Glenn. I'm so happy she hasn't lost Glenn. I'm Isn't so it happy. great how yes. she hasn't lost Glenn, Ronald? He's just hiding under the dumpster. Totally under He's a dumpster right now. Through the delusion door. is swing is like flowing through the air vents here. Yeah, it is. Good thing I got my mask. Hey on. man, it was that was Nicholas, that jerk that was getting eaten alive. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. No, no, hey. no. But I Glenn mean, it, saves people. But that's no. Ah, she he should stop. She doing has that. been such a great character because when she they started off on the farm with her. Um, she was immediately strong already. She was already doing supply runs. And she, she was the only white girl who gave the Asian guy a chance. That's true. <laughs> that is 100% true. And she has fought when she was, at, when they were at the prison, she was like one of the leadership at the prison. Yeah. Like, and when they were uh, with her, her, when her brothers died on the farm, she, she, she must, she, she got through brothers? it. Yeah, she had a yeah, whole family at the farm. Yeah. She got through it. I thought her she dad died. Uh, she got through uh, 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 it. The mom, sister, Emily. the sister died. The mom died. Oh. She's lost everybody yeah. except for Glenn. Yeah, exactly. Glenn's still totally alive, and um, and she's still kind of muscling. She sees the reason why to go on. Look, we could talk forever here about which female lead and and woman is like awesome right now on television. We and we hope that there is going to be a lot more roles like there are going to be a lot more roles like this on television yeah. and. Uh, like you said, like Furiosa on TV. I mean, there were so many cosplay on, on, on Mad Max. There were so many cosplays at Kamikaze. Yeah, because she's Furiosa. a compelling character. Uh, but my question, I don't have a conclusion to this, but my question is, and I, I want to stay in the positive light here. I'm not going to ask what, what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong. My question is, what positive notion has this done for females in television and for females as an audience? I don't think we can answer that question. <laughs> no, we can't. Seeing that I'm not a female. No, so um, if there are no, no, any no. female listeners out there, what positive notion has this set for you as a female uh, who watches such characters like this? Mm-hmm. What has this done for you? And uh, who is, and also, who is your favorite female lead and why? Yeah. You and can call in there live might, there right might, now. No, no, can't. <laughs> no, no. Can't call in live. What can they do to answer this question? <laughs> um, you can write us at P.O. Box. Nope, no, we don't have. 742. Don't have P.O. Boxes, guys. Or just nope. put Santa Claus to the North Pole. Not, yeah. no, guys. Sa- letters talked, to the North Pole. We've talked about this before, guys. We are not Santa Claus. <laughs> okay, I don't know how many times I have to reiterate this You point. can tweet us. We can tweet. Instagram us. Yes, Instagram. Facebook. 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 We'll put we'll put out the question on Facebook. That yes. way people can uh, comment. And Ronald will make us a graphic of <laughs> no, awesome female leads in <laughs> television. Yeah, uh, do we miss anybody? Is there somebody who's really good on our show? Maybe we're not watching or yeah. you know, something we're not we're not we're not going over. Yeah. Um, and, what do you think? And what also do you do to perpetuate uh, strong female leads as well? To tell others, look. This is where it's going, and we need more of this in Hollywood. Yeah. So um, if you love Carol, if you love Supergirl, if you love uh, Viola Davis from How to Get Away with Murder, um, whatever it is. Any of the ladies on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Let us know who it is, why, and how it has become a positive influence in your life. Chloe Sullivan. All at (laughs) TotalPodcast.com or T-O-T-L Podcast on all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I am very thankful for you guys. I am also thankful for and you guys. And this bottle of Diet Pepsi is now Aspartame free. That's what it says. Aspartame. Aspartame. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, that's that fake sugar. Oh, gosh. Uh, 
I, I swear, I could dangle keys in front of Ronald, and he'd be like content for hours. You know, <laughs> I like lasers better, please. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we have to run out the cat. We I just figured it out. Right on the cat. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured it out. He's easily distracted. Uh, he gets super focused sometimes. <laughs> He's like, yeah, right on the cat. I just figured it out. Sometimes we have no idea where he's at, but oh we know he's gosh. around. <laughs> oh, man. We are very thankful this Thanksgiving for anyone and all of you who listens to our show and everyone who has given us time at conventions, at, on Instagram, on social media, on everything. So thank you so much for listening and uh, being with us and supporting us. And hashtag... Total podcast. Total podcast. Ronald's doing hashtag signs. Uh, hashtag thanks. Hashtag life. Hashtag nerd. Hashtag, hashtag Yeti microphone. Hashtag Yeti microphone. Hashtag it's all good. Hashtag 90s. Hashtag whoop, there it is. Hashtag <laughs> Yule Log TV. Hashtag Yule Log TV. Hashtag Netflix. Hashtag Jessica Jones. Hashtag hashtag. Hashtag hashtag. And hashtag this is the total podcast. Hashtag we out. Turn on the light.